G'day, everyone, and welcome to Insight MBA. This is the pickup. Joining me as he does every Tuesday is Maddie Malley. We're going to go over the hot pickups for the week, the guys to drop some sell highs, some buy very, very low on some big name players that can help you change your fantasy destinies this season. All that and more coming up straight after this. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Mally, exciting times. But before we get down to the pickup tonight, brand new sponsor to our show, Bonus Bank. It's Australia's number one match betting site. Now, it is absolutely free to join and make your first $75. But for less than $2 a day, you can upgrade to a premium account. Now, these guys, it's it's Australia's best side hustle. You can take advantage of bookmaker bonus bets and promotions, Matty, to make a risk-free and tax-free income. Now, the best thing is right now, though, if you wish to get onto one of those premium subscriptions and use the promo code INSIGHT, you'll get 25% off your first month of any premium subscription. And that's less than $2 a day for one of these bad boys. You can get advanced promo strategies and learn how bonus bets and convert them into real cash in your pocket. On average, bonus bank members are making 2.5K in the first two months, low risk, risk-free, if you follow the tutorials that you can unlock on the site. So use promo code INSIGHT and get your premium bonus bank account today. Mate, I love that new intro. Very space age. Very futuristic. Thank you. We're living in the future, light years. We're the Golden State Warriors of uh, of NBA podcasts. We're light years in front. Matty, how you been? How's the week? And how's your fantasy season shaping up? I'm three and zero in one. I'm two and one in the other, and I'm one 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 in the third one. So I've uh, yeah got a bit of everything going on. I guess I'm not losing in any. How about yourself? You feeling good? No. No, I feel no. Look, I feel good and comfortable in a couple. Just the injuries have just racked up. Uh, last week, I guess uh, we, I was against you last week. It was to the wire, and had one of my guys played, and I got a few more because we have such a tight league. Where like, if you you've really got to dump someone you like to stream in to get a win at the last end of the week, it's so tight. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to cop it on the chin. But I was very very happy to see Nick Claxton. I love my Clacko, and seeing Clacko back on the floor was was a massive. It's a personal victory, Mally. It was a personal victory against you. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was happy with worth, that one. Worth the holdout. Worth the holdout. I'm holding Wendell Carter Jr. in another league. I just I can't I can't help it. And Walker Kessler. It's like all of my bigs have just decided that like their knee bone is connected to their UC bone, and it's just. Absolutely atrocious. But we're going to talk about guys like that because one of the things we get to buy low or some targets is who is getting the run because of injuries. Uh, a bit of an injury update. I guess we should do the thing. Let's do a bit of an injury update. I guess in New Orleans, guys like Larry Nance Jr. out to the 25th of November, guys who are out for just a few longer, like for an extended period of time so you have opportunities in their teams. Tyler Hero. I want to start off straight away with one of my big waiver wire targets, guys, without even reviewing anything. This guy, I think, is going to be a hot guy. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. One Mr. Duncan Robinson. He is going to get, I think, all the burn that he can handle currently in the Miami Heat while Tyler Hero is out. And currently, he's only rostered, Mally, in 18% of Yahoo leagues. He's worth a look. Agrees a little bit feast or famine, um, but yeah, with the issues that they're having over there, I guess, and with Jimmy not playing terribly well, even though he's 
apparently uninjured. I think he's uh yeah, man worth looking at. He gets threes. He um got a bit more of a um a uh, more balanced game last game, which was a bit weird for him. Um, but yeah, it was, wasn't it? it? What a line! This is when you talk about feast and famine. You hit it on the head. This is the life of owning one Mister Duncan Robinson, who got that contract a couple of years ago. He was one of the chosen people of this new, you know, robust Miami Heat team. You know, Heat culture. They they decided to brand that on a jersey, which I think is like the dickest thing that I've seen in all those. You know, tawny jerseys is actually putting heat culture on your jersey. I think speaks against heat culture. Personally, I think it's the only one I've heard a hundred percent negative reviews on, which is saying it's, something because people love the heat. People love the heat, and if you're going to walk around with it, it literally seems like let's put our unspoken this culture that we breed. Let's slap that on our NBA jersey and talk about it. Doesn't doesn't sit right. But look, this is the feast. Five hundred from the line. 100% from the free throw line, four threes, 26 points, five rebounds, four assists, one block, and no turnovers. Now, that's a hell of a stat line, but he is going to get a lot of run for the next couple of weeks while Tyler Hero's out of action in Miami because, let's be honest, they're not playing very well. Yeah, and you've got, you've got Lowry who's going to come in and out. You've got Butler who... I don't know if he's ever played in not since I've been playing. Has he strung together more than 10 games unless it's the finals and NBA fantasy's already over by then? But, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's a old Duncan Robinson. He sounds very Australian, Duncan Robinson. Duncan's me. I love to have a drink with Duncan because Robbo's yeah. me, mate. And Josh Richardson, I think, is one of the other guys. He's a game-time decision in Miami just on the back of that Tyler Hero. And so when we talk about these injured guys, it's who do we pick up in lieu of that? Like, where does the opportunity present for them. Uh, I think another one of the ones right now that we're just toying up after his really great game the other day. Can I interest you in something, you know, from the land of the rising sun in one Mr. Rui Hachimura as a potential stream target this week? I was my, I was racking my brain there thinking how many Japanese guys are there in the league at the moment. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very short list. Yuta Watanabe or Rui Hachimura? It's a yeah. little bit Rui, it's a little bit Yuta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went with you to first. Yeah. Look, this was – look, Rui Hachimura didn't have a great opening to the season. He so – first two games were trash. He got 17 minutes his third game, which he was shaping up to play better. And then he was out for one, two, three, four games. He came back in, knocked down 24 points. The next game in 20 minutes, not great. But it's when he gets the looks and he gets it going, like that win against Phoenix was incredible. Like in 20 minutes – like he played an incredibly good 20 minutes. It was the steals that he does. It's the defensive stats that he can accumulate for you. It's the rebounds that he can accumulate. But when LeBron's not there and he gets that role, him and Cam Reddish, who I also think is a really interesting pickup right now, I just think with 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 LeBron being questionable or game time decisions, you've got to be really active on your wire to see which one you could go with Cam or you could go with Rui. Yeah, yeah, flip a coin and see what happens. But yeah, Rui seems all right. He's another guy that a little bit like Duncan. It's he's a put him in the feast or famine bucket because it, you know when he gets a good run, he seems to string together two or three really strong games, and you think, oh, is he going to stay in my lineup? And then he goes back to uh, to the status quo, and you go, all right, fair enough. He's he was just here for a a, a short time, not a, well, I was going to say a long time, not a good time. <laughs> A short time, not a good time. A short time, uh, not a good time. 
Yeah, because you know, then he'll end up being absolutely trash in the next game that you've just decided to bring him in for, and then you'll just be why, why, why? Where did I burn a pick on him? Look, welcome to the land of the big horses. <laughs> and here's your other hint, Mally. They also had a horse on their jersey with eng- look. Who, who, which team in the NBA had a horse coming off the front of their jersey for a while there? This is quiz night, mate. This is like a pub it quiz. Is. I better get my little pencil and rubbery out. Well, first I thought you were going to say the Dallas Mavericks, but now I'm thinking you mean the Pistons. I said once had correct. Indeed, I am talking about the land of the big horses where you can pretty much just chop down. You're doing really well. You're going to win the pub quiz. It's a $50 drink card. You can pretty much just knock down some tall timbers in Detroit. And obviously the biggest timber down there this season has been Jalen Duran. He's already been out injured. He is coming back in. He's expected to miss the next game quite possibly by the 17th. It's a little bit of 50-50. We just want to pay attention to what's happening in there because Isaiah Stewart's been playing minutes off the bench, as we know. But Marvin Bagley, is he serviceable? I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm like, but I'm thinking that I'm not because Marvin Bagley has been putting together decent games when called upon. Is he someone that we need to just be curious in watching with the, what happens with Jalen Duran? Minutes, please. Um, and these are kind of guys, they're rolling me out. As long as he doesn't have to play too long, he can do good things. And, you know, you might get a double-double out of him. Um, I went and picked up um, old Stewie in a league today. I don't even know which one it was, but maybe it was in our, in our 12-man league. I dare say he would have been floating think, around there just knowing that yeah. he'll get a run tomorrow. But, I mean, if you're anything deeper than a 12, he's not going to be an option. And then Marvin Bagley would be an option. So... Yeah, I mean, it's it gets a bit yucky sometimes because they seem to, when Duran's out, they want to give Wiseman a run too and, you know, make sure that, that he's still remembered. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'd say tomorrow, hopefully, they, um, yeah, get into a bit more, a little bit less Wiseman, a little bit more Aglay. Uh, also on the back of this one, the Atlanta Hawks have a game-time decision in one Mr. Cam. Sorry, not Cam. I was thinking who's going to get a benefit from this one, and I was still thinking about Cam Reddish and the Lakers. Trey Young is a game-time decision for them. Now, in this team, who gets the bump? Because I think that they're going to roll a lot more in on the floor with this one. DeJounte Murray is going to take the reins over on this one, and I'm thinking their young guys are still going to be absolutely going bonkers in Atlanta town. That's my thoughts. I think you could probably pick up – if you haven't picked up Jalen Johnson in your league yet, I'm asking you, what are you doing? You absolutely need to be getting on him. But who do you like in Atlanta this season so far, mate? Well, I mean, I have Trey, so I'd like to say I like him, but he's um, he's been a little bit quiet. But um, I think that Murray will get the run tomorrow. That doesn't really help us too much for a waiver pickup. Um, <laughs> I keep wanting to say put Jordan Hawkins in. No, his last name is Hawkins. He does not play for the Hawks. For the other Hawkins, so please, you don't cannot do that. He's going to get any more of a run because he's probably not. But, I'm thinking you're going to get guys um, yeah. like, look, I think it's my, my old mate Griffin is really going to get some run. And I also think just some more Bogdan Bogdanovich minutes, to be fair. I think you're going to get some more Bogdan, if anything else. I think he's going to get an extra run. But I think Griffin is going to be the guy that comes through for these folks because I just don't see... I don't see a way that DeJounte Murray just doesn't have one of these absolutely stellar games that DeJounte has been having, mate. He's been, he's been yeah. decent. This like, he's been very good this season. And I know we spoke about this before as a former, as a former spur, you didn't think it was capable of this. Not likely, but yeah, I think, um, I think you're right. Bogdan might come in and play the two. If that does happen, DeJounte rolls up to the one. 
and then they just get some of those, uh, yeah, as you said, tall timber types in AJ, it gets a run, more minutes for um, for Jalen. But, um, yeah, um, maybe even a Kongwu. I don't know. They don't seem to like to play him anything besides backup minutes strictly um, behind Capella, but you, you, he might at least be able to do more on the time that he's on the floor. He might be able to... Um, stuff the stat sheet but again he's not a waivers guy if he's in your league on sitting in the waivers then something's wrong or you're playing like a six-man league or something mate yeah look, I, I look around and i just keep on seeing engine around the league and even just bit players who would get guys like you've got like like no one has been healthy like the amount of just injuries that have gone across the nba this season for me it's just it's almost reaching all-time high not all time high. I'd have to do an actual count on that to be, be like very fair assessment. that I consistently see across the NBA, there are, it's 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 definitely just opening up a lot for people to have a run. But you just want to pay attention to it. Like guys like Duncan Robinson are going to have it. But you touched on something before about tomorrow. I want to talk of schedule with you, Mally. Let's let's let's. It's time. I think it's time to do this one. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make people do this one. In and feel the cheese. Of the NBA schedule Tuesday, we're 20 teams, two-thirds of our NBA teams playing. Mally, you, you can't stream tomorrow. Surely not. No. I mean, I, I like to continually have a, have a streaming place in each of my lineups. But you do. You're right. I'd say it's probably already it. filled. Yep. Or you're saving your waiver pickups for later in the week because you're you're right out of your out of your roster. You've probably got 10 guys who are playing. Um so, yeah, I think uh, the only people I had on my list, really, I had Dyson Daniels, again, another another man who's taking uh, good fortune in the fact that the players and the team around him are constantly injured, but he's a, a, a poor shooter but gets plenty of peripherals. I had Bismack, but I'd say that he is probably pitched in most leagues now. Double-double guy. It says, I mean, for ESPN alone, he's only 16% rostered, so he's still out there. And the only one that I Wait, think... So 16, wait, here you go, wait a minute. And he's in, okay, 45% of Yahoo leagues. So 45% yeah. owned in, 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 yeah, in Yahoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yahoo's proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, no kids league. Um, but Sohan was the other one. Um, I, you know, there's some injury woes. Short-term injury woes tomorrow for the Spurs. He might be a guy worth picking up. He's trending upwards at the moment. His last three games have been really strong after two or three that were kind of stinkers. So um, he's my man to pick up tomorrow if if he's available. I haven't dropped him. I've 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 stuck with him all season. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be my Jalen Williams this season. Because yeah. last season when Jalen sucked, everyone was like, "You've got to let him go." Like he's gonna come. Like I didn't want to be the guy to let him go in my league. And then he, like, I didn't want him to be the guy that I let go. That then I missed, I, I was doing something. I was out shopping with the miso. I was walking the dog. You know, I was doing something else in my life. And Jalen Williams blows up and everyone jumped on the waiver wire and got him. And I'm like, ah, yeah, he just, that was my fault that I let him go like one game ago. I just think Sohan is destined to do well this season at some point. And the last three games, as you said, have been promising. Like, I even love watching the free throw. I thought it would be the most disgusting. I've been invested in the Spurs this season, more for Sohan than Wemby, to be fair, because I just want to see how he goes. The one-arm motion, just, <laughs> I think it's the most perplexing thing to watch in the world. But it works for him. I love everything about it. But he's playing it well. The turnovers will kill you. But then he'll have a game where he has no turnovers, like three games ago. 
So I'm really into the mm-hmm. point so high in experiment. And this is the thing. It's such a line ball call with owners that he is rostered in 51% of Yahoo leagues. So there's half, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking this has got to be in, his, this has got to be in 16-team leagues, in 14-team leagues that he's rostered. But people are questioning him in 12-team leagues, and I think he's a must-add at this point. Like, I think he is an absolute must-add in a 12-team league right now, just with what he's doing. Like, the efficiency of the last three games is great. The free throws he's shown improvement on. The points are good. The rebounds are good. The assists are good. If he could just add some more consistent steals, he started off with, like, a steal in a, one steal, two steals, one steal, the first three games, and then he didn't have any for two, then three. None for two, then three. So I guess we're going to miss out on two games of steals and get three. Yeah. What's I mean, tomorrow? He's, he's essentially uh, a Ben Simmons that, yes. you know, hope is probably going to play. So he's that power forward point guard eligibility. He's never going to score. Actually, probably scores more than Ben because Ben's averaging something away for like six points. And he something. takes and he takes shots. He, he's taking threes. He makes threes. He's getting you at least a, like, he didn't hit any for like one, two, three, four, five, six, none for, none for six games, but he's hit two, one and two in his last three, which is trending in the right direction for him. Yeah. And those, those rebounds might go up. I know that he's standing in there with Collins and, um, and Wemby, um, but you know, he, he still, you know, gets his as well. So yeah. Let's chuck him down as a person to keep an eye on. Have a look if he's in your league and put him down for tomorrow, especially with um, with a couple of injury concerns over in uh in San Antonio. So let's do this one. He's heating up. Let's heat up for the rest of the week because let's just ride off Tuesday. Let's ride off Tuesday, Mally, and just say you're a fantasy manager right now and think, all right, bugger it. I've got enough guys on this one. I really would like to target someone then on the Wednesday and the Thursday. Like, who can I pick up on the very next day to make the most amount of roster spots? Guess what, kids? No one. There are no back-to-back games on Wednesday and Thursday this week in the NBA. So, Mally, you'd think, obviously, that you'd want to then stream in a Thursday-Friday, even though there's 22 teams playing on Friday. So you, you kind of want to make the most of the Wednesday-Thursday. So you are essentially cooped this week on back-to-backs Wednesday-Thursday and Thursday-Friday. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. it feels like we haven't had a lot of back-to-backs to start this season. I mean, we've had a few short weeks as well, um, but the, the roster sound, it just the the schedule seems really um, out of whack, and maybe that's because I've had to make time and way for these in-season tournament games. So that could be the only thing I think can think of. I don't feel like the, the, uh, the league's been like this in previous years. By the way, I'm all here for the Cup. I'm, I'm actually all here for the NBA Cup. I actually like watching the games. I think they've been more competitive than a lot of us, I think, gave them credit for. I think some people will be like, oh, no, we'll let it off. The team that's, the, the I guess, the best two teams play two more games this season, which is great. Like, that's going to come with a benefit around this time, if anything else. But I think what's really important is the teams are giving it a crack, but it's filling up your schedule. So as a manager... You have to be really judicious with who you roll out there because this week there's 22 teams that are playing. You're not going to be able to stream anybody unless, again, you've got an absolute couple of shitters in your team and you want to drop them off and then come back and pick someone off for the Friday, Saturday. And in that case, you've got the Hornets, the Bulls, the Bucks, the Pels, the Knicks, and the Spurs. But, Mally, my goal for the week is Thursday there's two games and on Saturday there's six games. So... Could you have a roster? Do you have a roster spot because you love streaming that you could roster Thursday, make the most of that, and then make the most of Saturday 
drop those guys and then roll a Sunday, Monday back-to-back? Could that be a strategy you could use? Yep, that'd be fantastic. Or if you feel like you're in the clear by the time you get to that Saturday, you could start setting up for your following week as well. Um, That could be another, if you can get that Thursday, Saturday, and you feel like you're pretty comfy and you're in a good spot and you're up um, against your competitor, then why not start setting up for the next week with with your leftover waiver pick? So I guess then for our game previews is not just look at tomorrow because it's a massive schedule. There's there's not going to be a lot of action, but let's get you set for the rest of the week ahead. And in this case, the teams that are playing, so on all these volume days, it's the Warriors, Heat, and Thunder. Now, they're the teams that are playing on the Thursday and the Saturday. Now, with those games respectively around the place, with two games on, you want to stream in on Thursday. Like If you have a roster spot and you're in a tight week, you want to make the most of that. So who can you look into stream? So uh, Warriors, who, which Warriors are, uh, uh, let's just roll this one out. Let's get, let's get straight to this bit for the pod, Matty. Targets acquired. Let's look at the Thursday, Saturday strategy. Who are you guys, let's say, in the Warriors that you're looking at? Well, I see that, um, that uh, Curry's come up with an injury, and I thought it was from a couple of games ago. He tweaked his ankle, even though he wears those yeah. spiffy ankle guards. But uh, apparently it's higher up. I think it's a knee or a a thigh or something. It's some part of his leg. So if he goes, I guess that probably means good things for Chris Paul. But maybe uh, Moses Moody would be my man there. Give Moses a run. And, yeah, as you said, get that Thursday, get that Saturday. And um, if Curry goes down, he might sit for both. So I'm going to say Moses. How about you? Yeah, look, I'm definitely looking around the place. So Chris Paul is obviously going to get um, a big run if that's the case. So if like Chris Paul is, this is the thing. People dropped Chris Paul. I did this, this is a really interesting, I know I was one of the guys who dropped Chris Paul. I dropped Chris Paul off in the car park the other week only because I found someone else who I wanted. I'm not going to say which league that was in because people thought I was dumb, but it ended up working out for me. But Chris Paul is very heavily rostered in leagues. He's 92% rostered in Yahoo. So you're not going to be able to stream the guy. The thing is, though, my thing is I just want people to keep their eye on Chris Paul on the way, on the radar because if he continues to struggle efficiently. Now, his last game, he hit zero from three in 22 minutes, five assists. You can get that from a stream. You can get five assists, two points, and a rebound from any guy in the NBA stream-wise. What you can't get is the games where he's doing 17, 5, and 6 on 600% efficiency and 100% from the line. But he hasn't been that guy all the time. But still, the steals are there. The assists are there. And that's what we get Chris Paul in our team for. The other guys, though, that he's working really well with, and why I bring up Chris Paul as a central point of focus, is that he's an adult in the room in a team of adults. And so is Dario Saric. And there is just something about watching the traditional pick-and-roll game between Chris Paul and Super Dario that I absolutely, you know, like, woohoo! Like Super Dario is just absolutely having a really wonderful season off the bench. And so I think Saric is another guy. I think I just like what he's been putting together. And the second that I said that last time, he had an absolute stinker. And then he came back the game afterwards and played really well. So I think he had a couple of down games, but he's getting you 10 rebounds, five rebounds, eight rebounds, six rebounds. He's getting you an assist. He's getting you a steal or a block. He's pretty decent from the field, but he also doesn't tank your free throw percentage. In fact, he buoys that a little bit as a big. So I like Dario and and Kaminga, obviously, as well. 
Uh, I guess let's go on to our next one of those guys. Uh, heat guys? I think we spoke about them earlier, but who are you looking at just for heat-wise? Let's just uh, recap let's on those bad boys. I mean, your your Duncan Robinson's in there, but let's go on. He's Duncan, oh, me, mate. Oh, yeah, I'd love to have a beer with your mate, Duncan. yeah. Yep, he, yeah. he'll be coming to the pub with me with my fifty dollar, uh, my fifty dollar voucher that I'm about to win when you start the quiz back up again. Yeah, let's, uh, true, let's say true or false question for your third one. Then true or false question: Have I yeah, actually drunk? Good. Have I actually drunk at the town and country referred to in the Australian country classic song by one Mister Slim Dusty? Have I drunk with that? And is it actually a pub that's close to the city? Or far from the city? Um, uh, I feel like you only asked this question if it was the opposite to what I think. So I reckon, yes, you have. And I reckon it's close to the city when you think it wouldn't be. I didn't stop here. No, I didn't have a drink there. But I drove past it. It's in Marrick, down near bloody Marrickville. So you're two from three. Well done. You're shooting 66% like any good big boy should from the field. But, yeah, it's down the bloody road in Sydney pretty much. I I was actually surprised when I saw it. Yeah, good old Slim Dusty reference. You don't get those often. Um, Yeah, Duncan, I I actually like your guy, Kyle. Kyle Lowry. Do you think Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul are the same person? One's got a really big ass. Look, look, let's just – I'm not going to say that I paid that much detail. Just a little bit. They've both got some badonkadonks. That's all I'm going to say. The badonkadonk brothers. (laughs) They've they've both got badonkadonks. Let's think Chris, about it. Chris walks like he's got a big ass, but I reckon when he turns around, you'd be disappointed. <laughs> Put on ass watch. He's his, 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 his that 3am. Chris Paul is the closest to a 3am nightclub girl you'll ever see in your life. By the time he turns around, oh, oh. Not Speaking happening. of beautiful basketball players, uh, bad news about Kelly Oubre. What a sad time. What an absolutely sad time for Tsunami Papi. Um, he's out for an extended period as well. Um, mate, he was he was on the downward trend, to be fair, in Philly, but he was a really big asset to this team, and he was one of the latest – like, he was one of the last, I guess you could call, big signings of the season. Mate, I'm, I think the big beneficiaries of that, and I hate to talk about it in that terms, honestly, like prayers up for Kelly, because I don't know if you've, you've listened to the pod with me and Skitty. We love Tsunami Papi. We just don't let an episode go by without – a tsunami puppy reference. So mm. prayers up to Kelly, but I think the big beneficiary there is actually the starters and Batum yeah. and Covington. I think the big beneficiary, I think DeAnthony Melton had a had a very good return to form game the other day. I think he was a little bit people were like thinking about whether they pick him up, they don't pick him up. Yeah, you should definitely have picked him up. Like I think he's a guy who I know I picked up in our league, actually. Um Skitty and I were going for him at the same time in one. But DeAnthony Melton was a guy in off the back of that, I guess you could say, that people were a little bit like people picked him up initially at the season and he was down for a couple of games, like four points, eight points, 14, three. But the last couple have been okay. The inefficiency, though, from him has, was atrocious. Apart from mm-hmm. 500 the other day, like three from nine, one from nine, five from 10, three from 10, one from six. Like it hasn't been good. But if you what you get from DeAnthony Melton isn't his field goal efficiency. You hope that comes back up. And he hasn't even been efficient from the free throw line, which is interesting for him. But the assists and the steals and the blocks and the general minimum turnovers is what you get Melton for. In fact, I held on to Melton in the league and I didn't pick up Kobe White, who you know I've been high on all season. And now I feel like I let him Kobe go and I should have picked him up. But 
right out on Melton. Um, I guess the last one then for this one of our teams for our big Thursday and Saturday waiver wire targets, because this is what you want to go. You could probably look past Wednesday to a point. There's 16 teams. So a majority of that's going to be owned and we'll do our show tomorrow and Maddie will update you with those blokes. But we want to really look ahead for this one. I think it's pretty much in OKC. The only guy that comes to my mind is really Kaysan Wallace in OKC has been a reliable streaming option for those guys. Uh, maybe Isaiah Joe, if you need three pointers in that Reese. point of the week, um, yep. he's he's a bit of a Duncan Robinson. He's just a, a very reliable threes guy. So he's a, he's another person you might want to have a take a look at. And the other guy I want to point out though is this: Can you check? Because I know you've got the ESPN data up there. Lou Dort. Lou Dort has been playing incredibly well. In fact, he's strung together a couple of incredible games: twenty nine points, nineteen points, four points. Generally decent efficiency, decent from the free throw line, but the peripherals were outstanding. We're talking two blocks, three blocks, one block, one block. No steals, but two steals, three steals, two steals. The peripherals were there. Now, the shot hasn't fallen in a couple of leagues, and I thought he would be more heavily rostered. In fact, he's only rostered in 69% of leagues. He's gone up 2% in the last day. So this is someone who you can absolutely get in a league and stream in. If If he's available... He would probably be one of my high volume targets for that Thursday and Saturday because he's going to get minutes in OKC. Yeah, he's been pretty well sweeped up in the three leagues that I'm in. While he's hot and his shooting's going amazingly, so um, he's not there for me. But yeah, you're right. If he's there for you in any of your leagues, he's another person probably worth taking a look at. What is he? In what are we going to talk about? Our uh, what was that? Sorry. What is what is Dordo? What is what is our mate Luke um, available in ESPN? I don't have those statistics. I was looking at his shooting percentages because his his three point percentage is outrageous. Uh, what is so it? That's obviously going to come down. It's for yeah. It's in the it's in the forties, isn't it? Yeah, forty seven point nine percent. That yeah. seems unrealistic. Okay, you want to talk about our hot guys? Which one do you want to do? Our ice cold, our buy low, or sell high? Which one do you want to do first to wrap the show? Uh, I'm interested because I reckon you and I are going to pick some of the same people. So uh, let's Ooh, go because we haven't shared this. This is this is fun. No, we haven't. So I was I, I was going to ask you, then I thought, no, we'll see how it goes. Let's go sell high. And do you want to start? Uh, okay, let's go then. Let's call these guys our sell high hot guy. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. Whew. I. I I don't want to – do I say his name? I don't want to say his name out loud because I own him in a lot of leagues and I have him in a trade currently. It just keeps happening to me every time I say it. Tobias Harris is an absolute fucking weapon. I called him Houses because you were just guaranteed for him to do what he does in and out of the season. But if anyone has really truly stepped up in Philly this year to just be outstanding, it is my guy Tobias Harris – He is playing incredibly well. And I don't know if this can be sustained because I also, because of the picks that they've got from the Clippers, which is a very interesting pick that they got there and the veterans that they've got on their team, I am curious who Philadelphia trains for. I'm very curious who they trade for. Now, he is playing Nick Nurse minutes. He's on 36 a game, almost 20 points, Six rebounds, three assists. He's almost at a steal. The field goal percentage is 560, 900% from the line. He is playing incredibly well. Like, I've rated the guy all season, but he's a top 50 player now. And I don't know if he will finish the season as a top 50, but I think he's a guy that you could get in your team. 
And I think you could sell high on him because the evidence there, if you look back at his games, says that this guy has been a fantasy stud so far this season. And I don't think that will I don't think it will keep up to where it is now. I think Tobias Harris is a sell high. Yeah, I think his percentages are always going to be strong throughout his yep. career from the line, from twos and threes, he's always been very strong. Even last year when he wasn't getting as many opportunities, his percentages were still strong. The rebounds seem a little bit egregious. Um, and I, I I worry that when people like Maxi are having 50-point games and just are absolute fire and talking about strong percentages, that dude is lighting it up from everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, right. I think, I think if someone's – I think – they're both going to cool down, but I, I feel like Tobias is going to cool down first. And I think yeah. he's still going to be better than last year's Tobias Harris, but not yeah. the same as he was three years ago. So I agree. Yeah. I think he's he been, a sell high. Yeah, I think I think Tobias is a sell high currently. So just for me, I just say like write him while he's hot. I'm not going to give him up. I've got him in like I think three leagues that I mean, I love Houses Harris because he's just safe as. And in fact, this year he is even safer. He, he he put some extensions on his house. He might be he might be an, an like he might have put a granny flat out the back and a pool room. Who knows, mate? Who's your first uh, sell high boy? Uh, my one is Pascal Siakam, and just looking at his stats from the last Ooh. seven days, he's was he one of yours or not? Hot, 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 hot. Was he boy on your no. list? No, he's oh, not on my list. I just think, yeah. I'm more. I'm more thinking we're going to have similarities on the on the uh, on the buy lows, but yeah, I, I put him down. He's his free throw percentage has been trash, but that's never been that strong. He's uh, he's 500 from uh, the field, so I think that's probably not going to be sustainable when we look at his career numbers. Um, nine and a half rebounds is fair. Four assists is probably a little bit low. It's it's more than 1.5 assists. So uh, sorry, the 1.5 steals. He's had two, three steal games in a row, and he is not a defensive stats guy. So that's the first thing that's ringing alarm bells to me. The other reason I think he's a sell high is because he just played the Wizards, and I feel like if you're ever waiting to sell someone high, you wait and look at the calendar to see what game they're playing the Wizards. And then as oh soon as God. the game starts, you start trying to put your trades in because I think, I think uh, they are a, they're, they're so, sell high catnip. They are just what, what attracts the sell highs. Um, can, I, and, can I tell yeah. you to how hard I laughed today when I went to a meeting and I saw the score and I saw the Wizards were going to get a W. I, I saw the Wizards were going to win. I, I saw the yeah. Washington Wizards were going to win a basketball game against a team that I believe is an overall better basketball team in the Toronto Raptors. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? And look, there he is, another possible sell-high candidate, Kyle Kuzma. I won't besmirch Kyle, but he's fucking my multi with Skitty for the last yeah. two weeks. So we've got, the, we've got the Kuzma curse. We're not touching that. And then I came back and I saw it with one minute to go, and I was like, what is happening? And they did not score in Washington for over seven minutes, and the Raptors went on a 22-1 run. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty atrocious, hey? That feels like tank territory. The only other thing that I think that makes him a, a sell high is the dude's just moody. Like, he, I don't think in the last three games he's decided he really wants to stay in Toronto. I don't know what this is, this little weird resurgence. But, um, yeah, I'd say if you're having any doubts about who he is and what kind of guy is going to be this season, you're probably not going to get another option like this for maybe a while. So 
I'd be putting him on the uh, on the block and seeing what kind of nibbles you can get. Who's your we'll second guy? One. I'm just going to go with Jalen. I was going to go. I w- I'm going to go Jalen Green. I'm going to yeah. go Jalen Green. It's an interesting call for me because I also don't think in a category league that he profiles very well. I was a guy who tried to trade for him last season, thinking he was going to have a better second season than his like amazing end to the first season of his rookie year. But the minutes are there right now. Like they're there, especially with KPJ not around in the league anymore. You know, bless up. His minutes are there. The points are there. The threes are there. There's rebounding and there's assists. Now, that's what I'm liking from him. I'm liking the three and a half to four assists a game. But the other stuff is is the, the, the percentages kill you because he's also not an elite volume free throw shooter. Like he's not one guy who's going to be at 850 plus 900. Like he's not, he's, he's sitting right now at 780. So he's not quite elite and he's taking six a game. So if he has a bad shooting game, that can dodge you there. And his free and his free throw percentage dodge you there. But the thing is this, the Houston Rockets currently are on a bit of a, on a bit of a resurgence. Like my, I've got them in two under multis for the year. Mate, more than more than a bit. They are just the hottest team in the NBA right now. And I had them on two yeah. under multis, and they're almost at a quarter. I think they're at almost a third of their – sorry, one-fifth of their win totals for the season. I think it was 27 and a half. And they're going to probably hit 10 before too long. And I'll be like, those two are going to just be cooked for me. <clears throat> Took them in two overs. I thought that was a long shot. And now it's actually looking decent. But Jalen Green is, I think, a sell-high candidate because people are going to be looked in and, and tantalized by the points. They're going to be tantalized by the good rebounding games and the good assist games and the flashes of steals. And they're going to probably invest themselves emotionally in that he can probably shoot even better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a sell-high for me because category-wise, he doesn't profile that well. And he, you can get a really nice piece for someone getting 20 points a game, almost three threes, three and a half rebounds. For, if people are looking for points and threes and stuff in their league, I think you could get a really good investment back, like a much, much stronger piece for Jalen Green because he was to get and taken in drafts around the 80 mark. And I just don't see it there because of the way he profiles as a categories player. And the turnovers, like everything else outside that is not good for me. It's not good. The points are good, the rebounds, but mate, I say, say, sell high on Jalen Green, trade up, trade him out and trade up on JG. That's what I'm saying. I agree. I think he was one of the guys who was pretty close to making my three. Uh, My second guy is MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. Um, Again, he stats over the last three days. He's another 500 guy. Um, I don't think that's outrageous. The free throws, he's at 100%, but he's barely taking one. The 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 stat line itself, I think there's nothing really that um, amazing that I'm worried is going to drop off, making him, you know, uh, not really a candidate for the sell high. But I think what puts him into sell high territory at the moment is one, he's playing gigantic minutes, and I'm worried with his with his uh, back um, that that might go out at any point. And then he's going to be worth nothing. I also think with um, Jamal out at the moment for the, what, the next month that, yep. you know, you might be able to write a little bit more of this and then 
as Jamal's about to come back, maybe do your sell high um, trade then. But I wouldn't want to leave it too long, only because I'm, I'm nervous about about his body holding up. So, yeah, he's not going to score 22 points, uh, averaging 22 points when Jamal comes back. That is the one thing that I think won't won't stick. The 1.7 assists, fine. Nine rebounds, yeah. 2.73s, yeah. He's a beautiful three point shooter. But yeah, for me, uh, Michael Porter, sell high time. Mate, let's go around to these guys. Let's go to the guys who we just think are just. We've done this so high. Let's buy a low. Who? Which guys are absolutely? And I'm gonna I'm gonna go from a personal angle on this one. Our uh, our buy low guys, because you tried to do this on me the other day, so I'm calling you out on the podcast about it. You tried to take Lamelo. You tried to take Damian Lillard for Lamelo Ball in a trade, which people might think, oh, that's fair. It's a straight up one for one. Like, look at the assists and rebounds Lamelo gets. I don't trust him in his percentages for a start, but as you tried to smuggle Cam Johnson away from me in that trade for Nurk, Mr. Paperman, who I just think will break inevitably and everyone will be running to their waiver wire for Drew Eubanks. But I understand your motivations for it, Mally. I do. Because Damian Lillard has not been very good. He has not been very good for those of us who took him late in a first round and was expecting this brand new version of Damian Lillard in this lethal pick and roll combination with Giannis. I hate to say it, but he is a buy low candidate because right now, this is a guy who is shooting sub 30% from three. He is a career 37% three-point shooter. He is playing less minutes than he has, obviously, in the past five years. In fact, his lowest minutes per game, even though he has been beat up, is at 33. Is it almost 34 minutes a game? He's used to seeing 36, so he's down in minutes. His shot attempts as well are the lowest they have been in 10 years since his rookie season. In fact, his 2012-2013 season, he averaged 15.7 field goal attempts a game, and that is bang on where he is now, and he is shooting worse than his rookie season, 40% from the field. It is Damian Lillard. Now, some guys, especially point guards, just hit a wall, and they're not as good anymore. But I don't think that's this guy because we saw who he was last season. We know what he's capable of. I don't know what the adjustment is. I don't know what's going on. He's not getting to the line as much as he has for the past five years. But Damian Lillard is a buy low. I think you're right. I think he is a buy low. Um, I worry about the age. I worry about his body. Um, why has he missed those last two games? Is that a hammy? Or is that yeah. knees? Hammy. Yeah. I- I think it's been a long time since he's been the second option. And I think you're right. Maybe that's part of the the buy low because he'll figure that out and, you know, he'll he'll start to understand what's going on around him. Um, I think maybe besides, you know, the element of everyone hating his guts and thinking he's a toxic player, it's a little bit the same as James Harden where it's just figuring out where you are on, on that team. I guess the difference is that, uh, Milwaukee is still winning games, not all of them, uh, but you know, winning games, not today. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I think I think he is definitely a buy low, and I think he, uh, one of the parts of the buy low is are they going to get any lower? And he's not, I, I, unless he unless an injury puts him out, and we can't predict that. So yeah, yeah I, I um, yeah, I, I've got um, segueing into one of my guys who you please. Just, uh, talked about is is Cameron Johnson. I think that unless you're trying to trade with one 
Matt G. Uh, you probably for other people, maybe he is a buy low uh, a candidate just because he's he's finding his feet again. He he's warming up back into the role. I think that he's going to have the same um, opportunities that he had last year. The only thing that I worry a little bit about him is um, when Cam Thomas comes back. Obviously, Cam Johnson's major features are the fact that he can score and he can shoot a three ball very nicely. Um, but that's also something that Cam Thomas could do. It, it'll be just very interesting to see how it all works out when they have everybody back um, and whether that happens or not. That leads back to your everybody in the league is injured type scenario. But yeah, I think I think Cam uh, Cam Johnson's definitely one of those guys. But I think. Unlike some of the other guys I've got on my buy low list here, that the window for that is going to close out pretty fast. So don't think on this one. If you're going to try and put an offer in to get a buy low, I reckon you've got a game or two. And can I just say, watching Mikhail Bridges back together with Cam Johnson in Nick Claxton last game was a joy. And Mikhail Bridges had his best game of the season. That is the Brooklyn Nets that I was thinking that was going to be, that we did the preview for at the beginning of the season. That's what we were talking about. So seeing them actually roll out there and play together, even just, it was, it was great. I love seeing it. Talking about who's not great. I'm, I'm, this one's another one personal from my heart right now. I'm talking about guys that I own or two guys that I own from what two of my three. Darius Garland. Darius Garland oh, has been much more. Bingo. Bingo. Darius Garland. I'm surprised you haven't tried to trade me for him yet either. Look, Darius Garland has not been good. He's been inefficient to begin the season. The free throw stroke hasn't been there the last couple of games. He's hit three threes in the last couple. Nice. The points are nice, but the assists, what you get him in there for is that volume assists. And the turnovers have been well up this season as well. So they're going to be frustrating oh, for some yeah. managers. So that, that's the thing, that he used to have a much better assist-to-turnover ratio. The other night was nine to eight three games ago. I mean, that's massive. Seven to six, like massive. Now, I don't know what it is. And this probably goes into your mind as well, that Jared Allen is another one of my buy-low guys. So this segs into those are two Cavs guys that are on my buy-low radar, are Jared Allen and Darius Garland. Both are underperforming from their ADPs currently this season both not reaching the heights and doing what we need them to do, what we draft them for on draft day. So if you still like them and some guy sniped you for it, try and trade them. Like who would you rather at the end of the day? Would you rather a Jalen Green or a Darius Garland as the season progresses? I'd probably actually prefer Garland if he can get those turnovers down and the whole game that he can give me with improved efficiency that he has shown that he is more efficient from both of these spots then, Jalen in the past, I'd like to see him there. So there's two of my guys, Garland and Jarrett Allen, who just Jarrett Allen has just seemed completely flat to me so far. And, you know, he's still coming back from injury as well. But, yeah, yeah. looking at Darius Garland, I, I agree. I was basically just going to parrot what you've said there. But looking at his statistics from last season to this season, he's actually getting two more minutes um, this season. So you'd hope that he could do a little bit more with it. His field goal percentage ironically, is very similar. Last year, he was a 469. Yep. This year, he's a 462. But it's the fact that his two-point percentage is higher this year and his uh, three-point percentage is on the absolute toilet. So I should have found those statistics to break it into the uh, the two. But, you know, his free-throw percentage last year, uh, 846. This year, 863. So that's improved. <laughs> Here's the big difference. This year, 1-3. Last year, 2.5. Rebounds. Freakishly similar, two eight to two seven. 
Uh, assists are actually up this year, 6.2 to 7.8. Steals are down 2.2 to 1.2. So that's one probably uh, a difference there. But, yeah, it's the turnovers. Uh, the turnovers are massive. Um, yeah, Actually, I read that one around the wrong way. Ignore that. Sorry, it's turnovers are shocking this season, better last yeah. season. And yeah. looking back at those statistics, everything's basically similar. As I said, just the threes are down. The, the points are down. Well. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely gross. So Give us your last one before we wrap them up. 100% is the reason uh, My why. very last one isn't a totally exciting one. There's just one glaringly obvious thing, and that's uh, Tyler Hero. It might be a difficult... I don't think any statistics-wise anything about him is making him a buy low. It's more the fact that while he's injured and there's probably teams now that we're getting in past that three, third week that there are going to be guys who are 0-3 or 1-2 and 2 or something like that who can't afford, even in this early stage of the game, can't afford to hold on to a Tyler hero. Um, we can see that Jimmy Butler just isn't him at the moment. Um you know, it's only a week until he has his re-evaluation. So, you know, it's another one of those, the door's closing quickly, but not due to any percentages, not due to any peripherals, points, none of that. My only um, my only reasoning for having him on the buy-low list is that if you can get him in the, you know, pr- pr- like exact right scenario where you're doing well, someone's doing poorly, even yep. if, um, you know, you can just gain... 10 points, like 10 positions of value, I think would be good. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not going to throw out your 87th guy and be able to get Tyler. But if you can get someone who's sneaking in, you know, somewhat behind him, you also think is probably not going to get any better. Maybe this is an opportunity for him. And let's also not forget that Tyler Hero is a potential trade candidate. So whatever team he goes to, if it is a different team, he may not have the same role that he has in Miami, where he's obviously being relied on incredibly heavily this season. So Tyler Hero definitely fits into that mold. And on that before as well, I just had a look at it before, and it made me feel sick when I saw that Darius Garland is averaging 5.6 turnovers this season mm-hmm. compared to 6.2 yeah. assists like that is just yeah like it's making my it's making my little fantasy heart break but you never make my heart break you make my week thank you very much manny mally this has been the pickup we will catch you very very soon i'll take care all Grab the wrong side. i'll see you mate